0: Hey everyone, welcome to the Pat Mayo Experience. This is CoronaCast 7. It's actually week 8, but we missed last week because the NFL Draft was going on. want to let everyone out there know to please smash the like button, uh, and maybe even just in the comment section, tell us something you'd like to hear covered on a future show. This could be my last CoronaCast, because my wife and I are expecting our second child, and that could be due... Three weeks from now, could be due tomorrow. We're kind of playing it by ear on this one. But as long as I have the ability to record these shows, Davis and I are going to keep talking. So uh, at the very end of the show, if you actually care about, like, Andy Dalton and analytics and football, we just randomly get into that all of a sudden. Uh, Because as the show was going on, it broke that Andy Dalton had signed with the Cowboys. I didn't even confirm that. Someone just texted that to me. So that could be such fake news. It's kind of ridiculous. But other than that, it's just a normal catch-up. We like to hang. Please share the show around on social media. Tell people they should be listening to the Corona Cast. It's a show. Obviously, it doesn't have video. Uh, it's purely podcast form so subscribe to the pat mayo experience audio podcast or the take cast on davis's feed and do all those good things like rate it five stars that stuff really goes a long way and hell i'm gonna try to have as many shows come out even when i'm away after my wife has the child uh for you know i got three weeks worth of shows right now ready to go so hopefully i can sneak out when golf returns and do all that stuff this was a fun one to try and catch up as we spout our utterly ridiculous nonsense for like close to two hours so enjoy
1: i get like the like the paramutual and everything
0: well i just didn't understand like all of the exotics when it came to horse racing so right once it was explained to me i was like okay this makes a lot more sense and this seems to be like how I can not only increase my bet, but, you know, lie to myself and pretend I'm not betting a lot, yet still lose anyway. Exactly. Yeah. Although I'm one for one so far in the horse betting world uh, of the quarantine. so it's hard, to, it's hard to beat that. If I can go two for I am, two.
1: I am I'm two for two on League of Legends bets that I touted. I'm not two for two on bets made, but I'm two for two on ones that I touted on
0: Twitter. So you touted them on Twitter, but you didn't bet them?
1: No, I did bet them. I've made other wagers that I didn't tweet out that lost.
0: Oh, well, it's always better to be right publicly than anything else. 100% agree. At least for the brand, you know how it is. I mean, I can just lose all my... I, it's funny, like, I rarely make bets that I don't put out there, because I would feel bad if I won something really If big. I
1: won and completely agree.
0: Yeah, that, yeah. Would, just, that would be such a bad look, because I never believe people who don't say, like, oh yeah, after the fact, I won. It's like, sure you did, pal. Exactly, yeah i'm already recording by the way
1: (laughs) i mean that's that's not something i would be ashamed to admit to the public is like i i am i'm very i'm very unwilling in general to not like if i'm gonna if i'm gonna bet something i want to have the clout of getting it right i want the extra ev of like the tout ev yeah
0: that's so sad because i'm exactly the same way that's just not a it's not a good look
1: I don't I don't I actually think I think the opposite I think it I think it is a good look I think that's a transparent look
0: yeah so people can lose along with us
1: or or win along with us or just like because you know the the whole game is is a lot of the time just like trying to get people to think you know what you're doing or or don't know what you're doing you know
0: well, I think the best thing that you can really do is like I've been betting. I bet the Outlaw Tour last week, not a success, not even close. I
1: have, have not bet the Outlaw Tour yet. The o- the only thing I have bet since, uh, you know, real like major sports stopped is these off league soccer, um, and and League of Legends,
0: like Belarusian Russian soccer. Yeah. How do you even cap that?
1: Uh, sort of like just loosely knowing. Because like the Belarusian national team uh, has been in DraftKings slates before, so I like know some of these players and stuff, and and yeah, I mean not not I think I made one Belarusian soccer bet, and Matt Matt Bernbach was the one who touted it to me, and uh, you know put more power to him. It was a winner.
0: Do you find like, the only reason I ended up betting on the Outlaw Tour is because I finally did a show on the Outlaw Tour. I was like, well, I don't want to do an entire show on this where I did like bad prep like I thought it was good prep it turned out to be very poor prep but sure. I didn't want to do a show and not have action on it come on
1: yeah uh i mean that's the whole that's the whole point right uh like if if oh, this is this is my this was it would be the better and um more affable way of saying this which would be that if if you guys see me doing content for something there is a 100% chance that i am putting us dollars behind what i'm saying like you you can think my picks are wrong or that i'm stupid but uh if i am wrong and they are stupid i will at least be losing money uh with them
0: yeah it's a communal thing i think that's half the fun of it is uh, you it's not just you sitting there betting by yourself there's like other people betting with you you win together you lose together it's a it's a community aspect not a good not not something that people should strive for as a community but it's a community aspect nonetheless and we need that right now
1: we do. We do. need. I mean, the last dance, the the DFS poker open. I mean, all of this stuff just shows people are people are very hungry for communal anything.
0: I, I saw you've been doing shows on the last dance. You've been enjoying it so far.
1: Yeah. I mean, I think the criticisms like are pretty valid of it that I mean, very clearly Michael Jordan and the Chicago like specifically Michael Jordan, but also the Chicago Bulls have had a real hand in what ended up in the documentary what went on the cutting room floor but as someone who really only knows like i think of phil jackson as not even not even the lakers coach i think of phil jackson as like the bumbling idiot that messed up with the knicks and i think of jordan as the meme guy and i before this documentary i could not have conjured up a scotty pippen memory and and dennis rodman is the north korea guy so it's been an enjoyable for me to like to learn why boomers love these guys so much
0: yeah i think i'm a right around the cutoff age that remembers like i don't remember the early 90s bulls but i remember the 96 98 bulls because that would have been like 11 12 13 in those years and like that was the first exposure to basketball i think i had ever had
1: yeah, I, so yeah, you are, so what, you're five years older than me, so
0: now, you would I'm, have been. I'm more than that. What are you, like, 21? one?
1: 20, I'm 27, 27, that's right. Sometimes right, so, I forget.
0: So I, I just turned 35, like, last week. So Okay, I'm yeah, so 18. you should remember the Bulls. You should did, remember the Bulls. I, I remember them vaguely. It's not like I was covering sports at the time, but you remember it like you remember all sports when you were a kid, which I yeah. remember very vividly. It's, it's the stuff when I was, like, 22, I don't really remember all that well.
1: You know, what's interesting is one of the one of the most like sticking in my head memories that I have of sports is not even a sport that I like all that much. But I have incredibly vivid memories of the Barry Bonds uh, home run like chase because I used to wake up every morning before elementary school and watch the the, like 7 a.m. sports center. And that was like the thing when I was a kid. So I like have very vivid memories of like all of those highlights. And I don't even really like baseball that much. So it's just weird that that always stuck with me.
0: Well, it's just funny. Like the Maguire Sosa thing. I remember super vividly because that was such a big deal. And I think Cus brought this up on the show last week because we were saying like if it wasn't for MJ, who would be the athlete that you would want this? Not necessarily this style of documentary, but a 10 part miniseries on and I think that there's one clear answer to it, but he said bonds. I was like, I don't think people like bonds that much. Like, we it feels like we know already about everything that's gone on. Like, there has to be some sort of mystery to the person. Like, the answer is Tiger, isn't it? Yeah, so I think the
1: issue you're going to have with that is Tiger is not going to say anything interesting himself. Tiger, right. Tiger is just not going to say anything interesting. I think the thing that people are enjoying so much about this MJ documentary is that he finally is not doing the Republicans buy shoes to stuff. Like, he, he's actually finally
0: being interesting. In a way, but everyone just kind of knew he was an asshole. Like, the one part about the criticism that, I mean, I understand – The criticisms of it, like even like Ken Burns is coming out against it, but I feel like it's suffering very much the same fate as like Tiger King did that the quarantine and just everyone being at home is really helping this documentary out that if they had, if they had released it in normal times, like they were going to, I think they were going to release it the weekend before game one of the finals. It would have been big, but it wouldn't be the same thing.
1: There wouldn't have been 500 recap podcasts. There wouldn't have been everyone tweeting it in unison on your whole timeline. It, it's like not, it just—it's it,
0: just, just, not even that. It's just not everyone would have watched it.
1: For yeah, a hundred percent for sure. It just it would have been one tenth as big as it is right now.
0: And I saw that they actually pushed it. Like it's not—it's still not even done yet. Like the very final episode. So they sent a, a rough cut to a lot of people. I think when it started airing, they only had like four episodes done. So the the upper end quality of what we're looking for right now you hold it to the standards of the time put it that way like tiger king's not great but it was fun to binge for like a day and a half it was fun to talk about for a day and a half it was fun to meme for a day and a half and then i think everyone has now forgotten about it
1: yeah i mean like tiger king jokes like you're you're like no one Like if Saturday Live existed right now, like if they did another, if they did another, are they still doing quarantine episodes of it? Or are we done with that now? They
0: they did the first one and it was God awful. The second one actually wasn't so bad because it wasn't live.
1: (laughs) Right. Yeah. So I I would imagine that like Tiger King jokes are not happening on that now.
0: No. Right. No, there there, there was none. There was no that bitch Carol Baskin.
1: Yeah, it's it's left. It's left the consciousness now.
0: I did watch the follow-up episode. What a
1: letter. Yeah, I I didn't even do that. I just I, I literally saw that it was Joel McHale via FaceTime and I was like, this is just gonna be horrible. Like is he, there's like what do they even talk
0: about? I they just interviewed all of the people for from the show, but I like Joel McHale a lot. I'll basically watch anything that he's in. So Yeah, like, I think he's it, great. It yeah. wasn't horrible because it had Joel McHale being an asshole the entire time, but nah, eh, that was really about it. You can watch any Joel McHale shtick and it's that.
1: I mean, he is like a very funny, entertaining guy. So, so maybe it would, I mean, not like I have, not like I am, um, you know, only watching the finest high quality, uh, content during, during quarantine, you know,
0: can you think of another athlete though? So let's say it's not bonds. Let's say it's not tiger and we're never going to have the access that we need to get like a legit documentary. But if there was one athlete that you would want to like know about and they could show you things or interviews, whatever, of things that like the public doesn't know obviously you can't know if the public doesn't know you wouldn't know like who's all interesting and all that but if you had to guess who do you think would make the best of these that's why i said tiger just because there's so much unknown about him and what like we kind of know what he was up to but like he he also went away for like five years and we never really know what was happening there i mean if there's if
1: there's any footage of him like uh like playing dress up as a navy seal i think all that would be pretty interesting yeah? Cuz that was like that was like a thing he was really into for a while. I'm sure, I'm um, there were sure
0: soccer players who were pretty interesting.
1: Yeah, I mean like so so a a true unfettered uneditorialized documentary about I, I think that the best sports documentary that could be made right now and I there it wouldn't So this wouldn't exist because one these guys are actually too famous and they are too much protection. And it wouldn't be a good documentary because it would be in different languages. But one about Messi and Ronaldo, it was so it'd be like a joint documentary about you know the, how that how they ended up being where they were, and then you know all of the all of the championships and trophies and everything, and and all of the you know crazy stuff that is involved in their lives because like those guys live way crazier lives than a basketball player does, just because of how much more popular soccer is.
0: That's true, but doesn't that also break the other way as well, where? They're so famous everywhere' it's hard it's for them hard... to be interesting, well, it's just hard for them to do anything,
1: yeah, I mean but I don't know right i I have watched these guys play for- like the last fifteen years they they you know the last ten years they've been really famous, but they've been around for a long time. I don't know anything about them, right I don't know their kids i don't know anything about their kids i don't know anything about their families i know the countries where they're from and sort of loosely where they've moved countries and and that's it and they are you know two i would argue they're probably the two most famous people on the planet other than like politicians
0: i think that you could probably find out stuff about them if you wanted to it's just you have chosen not to
1: (laughs) yeah and and like so like i don't care like about like where they get their haircut or whatever. But like, I would assume that there are more interesting stories to be told about them. Maybe, maybe not. Maybe they just do not have that many interesting stories to be told. I mean, there was the, the sexual assault case with Ronaldo. That's actually like still kind of pending in court. And, you know, maybe there's, maybe there's more um, of a story there or whatever, but I, I, I have a feeling that there are more interesting stories to be told about those two guys. And especially, If they were being honest, you know, like real stories that like not even stories, but like real things that they could say about one another that uh, that I think would be interesting.
0: When I was in Lisbon, every second billboard had Ronaldo on it.
1: Yeah, he's like the most famous Portuguese person ever, probably.
0: I mean, I don't know who would be second.
1: I'm sure like someone's listening to this and is like, oh, you idiot, you forgot. X Y and Z, you know, but to me that that seems pretty obvious that he would be the most famous portuguese person ever.
0: There must be like was Ponce de Leon, was he? Vasco Let's de Gama. How about Vasco de Gama? He was portuguese. Is he more famous historically than Ronaldo? Magellan was portuguese.
1: I would have I would have just guessed that Ponce de Leon was spanish. He might be he is i but just I, googled I, it
0: i know magellan is portuguese so it's probably he, that
1: he he is the most famous portuguese person ever
0: because people are always just gelling like magellan that's what the kids say
1: yeah i mean i think even lo- above average intelligence people know they would they would be like magellan's the
0: map guy yeah i, I wouldn't go that far
1: you think that's that's a bummer. I, I I'm trying to give people more credit these days.
0: That's nice. How's that working for you?
1: Not great. Not great. Not to, especially as the the United States. We we've reopened, Pat. We have reopened.
0: Well, I'm, I hope it works. I hope it reopens and everything's fine. <laughs> then we can reopen here. Like you guys can t- go test that out, see how it works. It, it didn't work. Uh, Fourteen hundred
1: uh cases overnight in Georgia after they reopened and uh all the businesses that thought they were gonna be doing better from reopening are, are just like, oh, we're getting crushed by this.
0: I saw I, I'm not sure how to like I only popped up and I, I read a headline, but the C D C took away like thirty thousand COVID nineteen deaths in the US as a part of their official thing. I I I I didn't know if that was real, if it was something I read that was fake news, or like they had fucked up. I, I didn't really see. Did you see any of that?
1: Um I've not I've not seen that. I mean, I've seen that there is a war over the number of COVID deaths because some people are worried that deaths that could be COVID related but were not for sure are COVID related are being counted as coronavirus deaths as as of right now we are recording this on saturday evening may 2nd the official tally per worldmeters.info slash coronavirus is sixty seven thousand deaths in the united states uh 250 deaths worldwide
0: jesus christ man that's so many
1: that is i i mean i would wager a guess that it's more than the flu but uh i don't i don't want an internet hardo to correct me on that
0: no, no, they'll correct you. Listen, we got lots of time. We we missed last week. We got lots of stuff to catch up on. Actually, we don't cuz like yeah. no, nothing actually happened to me. It's just
1: no, we, nothing happens. That's the thing. It's like nothing's actually happened, right?
0: Well, we actually had to work last weekend. That was a thing.
1: Yeah, um that yeah. was like that was it was it was a very weird experience to like I there were there were certainly hour stretches where I had even forgotten that like quarantine and self-isolation and COVID was a thing
0: I I started doing I did a I did a recap show with Jake on like the new fantasy football running backs I'll probably do another one this week on the rookie wide receivers both for like dynasty which I don't like but you know content at this time of day and redraft formats, like I just—it's so crazy to be talking about fantasy football right now. I know you normally do, and I know there's a lot of people that do it. Just at the end of April, beginning of May, like who gives a shit? Now the numbers would suge- suggest people do give a shit, but like me personally, I don't.
1: Well, I mean, I really like Dynasty, so this
0: is like this is like my favorite stuff. Dynasty, um, like just, actually, Dynasty sounds like stuff for people with yeah, it's way like way too much time on their hands. Well, it's like
1: Dungeons of Dragons, but for people who, um, like, you know, want to think that they're better than that. I'm not even kidding. Like, that's really what it is. It's Dungeons of Dragons, but with football.
0: I think it's Dungeons and Dragons, not Dungeons of Dragons. Yeah, it is. Did I, is that what I said? Because if all the dragons were in the dungeons, then there wouldn't be much of a game. That <laughs> You got me. That is true. Um, so what else is new? How, how's your uh, anxiety level on a scale of one to ten? I'm still at a one. So
1: I think this is where I'm at. I am not gonna die of COVID 19. Oh almost almost for sure.
0: Well, I mean you don't wanna right? you just had old takes exposed on your show. You don't you don't want to get like doubled down with this Yeah, one.
1: old old takes exposed, man thinks he won't die, man dies. <laughs> I think that I think that it seems that COVID 19, by and large, really, really affects people who have pre existing health conditions. People who have asthma, super susceptible. Um, People who are overweight, super susceptible. People who are over the age of 60, very susceptible. All of those people, if they are simultaneously dying or getting infected with COVID-19, have a great ability to overwhelm a fragile healthcare system in the United States. So it's still a really big deal. Lockdown, quarantine, self-isolation, social distancing, all of these things are super necessary, super needed um so for me the the thing that i can do is don't don't get sick and don't pass it and uh you know just like just try try and not be an asshole which like a lot of people um people are, are just they're they're getting sick Pat, they are sick of being locked up
0: i'm sick of being locked up yeah i mean look it sucks like, yeah, I, that's I, whole, like I i can continue to do it that's fine it's, just, it's fucking sucks
1: yeah, it, like I, I I really miss going to the gym. Um, you know, I miss being able to go out to dinner. Uh I haven't been back to Kansas City to go see my friends in months. Uh I I am even I know a lot of people are golfing and a lot of people would call me um, you know, a liberal uh snowflake cuck for not wanting
0: to go golfing, but I, I, would, I don't if golf was open here, I would go golfing. It's just not Yeah,
1: golf. Here. Golf is open here. I could
0: go. You should go.
1: <sighs> yeah. I mean, I don't know. I don't know. I am. I am of two minds about it, which is one, I can go by myself. I can wear a mask. I can, um, you know, not t- like I can do my very best to social distance and, and everything out there. I can pay before I get there. It will probably be okay. Uh, and then on the other hand, I'm like, yeah, but like, yeah, but like, do you really know? You know what I mean?
0: you don't know but eventually you got to stop living scared
1: it's not yeah. even it's not even so much well it is kind of living scared because it, it right? i just, scared. i
0: really you just I really don't want to get it yeah and you just outlined how you would take steps to make sure that you know you're keeping yourself as safe as possible and you're putting yourself at the very minimum risk of if you somehow have it that you're not spreading it to people. Play by yourself. Like if you are a part of the group, you know, have your own cart, or just walk away, or have such a have such a bad slice like I do that no one's ever going to put the ball where you do. Like that's just a very easy way to social distance yourself. But like at some point, I, th- I think when we first the very first show that we did, I think we said May thirteenth. That was my pick of over under before people break, and we're going up on that, and it feels like people are breaking. I mean, people people are breaking. So like people
1: who are uh, of the the don't tread on me variety, they are are already breaking. We have had we've had um, armed gunmen in in state capitals in the United States. I saw that.
0: How are they they allowed in the state building with guns? That seems crazy.
1: You know, it is uh, it is certainly not the land of equal opportunity, you know. It's like it's like uh, some people are allowed to walk around with guns like that. And and some are not in the United States. So, you know, it's just it's kind of just one of those things.
0: Yeah, I I just I try not to read too much into the news. Um, I I just kind of listen to the update. Like, are we still on lockdown? Yes or no? Yes. All right. I'm going to go on with my day. Like the more you focus on this stuff, it just seems like anyone who has focused their time into reading all the stuff and keeping up to date on all the stuff. Is yeah, that's like, not healthy behavior like they're breaking mentally I and mean, that's causing a break
1: i was doing that at first i was reading every study i was following everything that was happening in italy you know i was i was trying to stay on top of it and uh you know what i'm i'm not a scientist there's not an observation that i'm gonna have where uh where i fix the problem and it really just was not doing me any good to to know every minute update from COVID 19 so
0: i uh I stopped doing that and I've been better for it. Yeah. Well, you said you've been doing the, have you been doing the pickup for groceries or you've been getting them delivered?
1: Um, so the, so we've, we've gotten three big things of groceries. The first time I went the, to the store, the second time my girlfriend went to the store and this last time we, um, we just got Instacart, which, uh, you know, I, you know, it's probably not great. It's very bad for the workers and everything. But um, you know, it was it was convenient. I made sure to not be an asshole and tip a you know a, a respectful amount. And uh, you know, it was it was a nice service. And the person who did it for me was very kind. And and you know, whatever. I don't know. I don't feel great about using it, but I did.
0: I got the delivery service today. Oh, no, I didn't. What's it my... called in Canada? Yeah, just I, every supermarket has it. Like through their. Like, I went to – we ordered at Lob- yeah. Loblaws, and then Loblaws came and delivered it for us.
1: Yeah, for – I mean, just it's not – I mean, I'm sure that infrastructure exists in some cities in the U.S. It just does not exist in my neighborhood, so it's done through a third party.
0: No, either way. Oh,
1: was, this, was, is, this is actually one thing I wanted to make sure to talk about for everyone, and it's just – you don't even really think about it, but it is – if at all possible, if you're wanting to get takeout or delivery or whatever, if it's at all possible – try and order directly through the restaurant that you're ordering from cuz the the Uber Eats and Grubhub and Postmates and, and Skip the Dishes fees are are brutal for the, the local places.
0: Think about this. Fedora in Canada just went bankrupt.
1: What's Fedora?
0: Now, Foodora. It's one it's one of the delivery services. It didn't go bankrupt in the US. Maybe you guys just don't have it where you are. But it went bankrupt up here. That that has to be the worst you, business model is, how, of all time
1: <laughs> like oh we we finally got customers and uh now we we can't make any money
0: like i I don't get it yeah uh, apparently they were like fourth of four of like the big delivery apps and a lot of uh locals like a local restaurateurs. Have essentially started creating their own apps. Like they've commissioned like IT guys to build them their own apps so they can get away from the Uber Eats of the world. And they can all just collectively put pool their money into paying like for the development of this app, get it up and going, and then they can rake in more of the money from their sales.
1: I mean, if that like if that was an option near me, if I could just log on to um a local app and get like there are like um like three or four restaurants like kind of just in my neighborhood that i really like um i would i would do that instead of using postmates or whatever to get them delivered
0: well this will be good technology for them in the future as well i would think that once if things go back to normal and like restaurants are open again that instead of using the uber eats or the skip the dishes or whatever it might be that you can use these local ones and instead of getting a rake taken from them. It's like a 5% rake and more money goes to the delivery guy or whatever it might be that it just just seems like good infrastructure for these restaurants.
1: Yeah, I I agree completely though. I am, I mean, I just, I am overall, I am uh, pessimistic that, uh, I mean, just like so many local restaurants are going to close. It's just going to be a very uh, homogenous food world for a while after this in, um, you know, medium to large cities, I
0: fear. Well, what I have seen, at least from the closure so far and talking to some of my friends in the restaurant business, like you'll have your well positioned ones that we always going to do well regardless. Some of like the, the upper scale fancier ones that maybe weren't like I, I, a friend of mine. He runs one. He's a general manager of a, a pretty high class place, but they're uptown yeah. and they're going to come back like right away because their clientele isn't going to change. Like, I think they have to get rid of half of their tables just so they can, like, social distance it or whatever, like, when things actually come back. But they're two floors. I guarantee you their lease is super high. But it's uptown, and their clientele will come back. The ones that are being hugely affected right now, at least in Toronto, are the ones down near the stadiums. So when restaurants can reopen again, if you're by Skydome or you're by BMO field or you're by the ACC and you relied on people coming to your establishment before a Leafs game and then after a Leafs game and then during a Leafs game or after a Blue Jays game. That's
1: that's over for you.
0: Yeah. Like you're done.
1: I mean, we, I mean, again, I, I don't want to be old takes exposed on this, but my sense is that we are not going to have crowds in sporting games for for quite uh, some time like uh like a, a long enough time that if my business was at all reliant on that i would just assume that i need to have a different business plan
0: if attending sporting events was your business plan
1: if if relying on crowds uh or or crowd related income like you know if i was a bar down by a stadium or whatever and a huge chunk of my income was related to those crowds i would just uh, I would be pivoting to something else, I think.
0: Well, and the other ones who are taking a bath right now are those like mid-sized ones where they're not, they don't have like the corporate infrastructure of a gigantic place where you're paying a bunch of people like not a lot of money to do things. It's like the have 12 employees, you're mid-sized and your lease is just going to be too much because your profit margins were so razor thin to begin with. That all those places are going to go. The ones that are actually going to survive, strangely enough, are like the smaller boutique places because they're usually run by the people who own it. Like they're the people who work. It's like why well, like convenience stores. Yes. Although they, a lot of those have remained open. It's usually like a family who owns it and they all work there. Like those yes. places, and there, there's a lot of like smaller restaurants that are well, like that. those places. Those, those, those
1: places aren't. They're not going to get owned by overhead and by leasing. Like, they're just not going to get owned by
0: bidettes. Exactly. So they're going to be able to remain in business. I, not all of them, obviously, but... Yeah, a, but a, some of them. A, a larger percentage of that type of business will survive where, like, sort of your level-up version of that, like, oh, we were a small restaurant six years ago. Two years ago, like, we opened a second location. Like, that kind of thing. Like, they're all fucked. Yeah. I mean, you know,
1: tough, tough scenes. Right. And I just, you know, I'm hoping that the local restaurants, uh, one, one of them that I really like and used to get takeout from like once a month is, uh, is already closed, which is, you know, that's a bummer. And, uh, I hope not too many more go.
0: Was it nice in Kansas city today?
1: Uh, it was beyond nice, man. It was, I walked, I walked my dogs for like, an hour and we like when all three of us we got back and like no like we didn't want to go inside it was it was so nice
0: how was the population in kansas city like were people out well
1: i live in st louis now but that's right there is there is this there is this park by my house it's about it's about four blocks away from my house and i didn't even go by it today because i knew i was going to be so triggered by how many people were there there i when when it is nice outside on the weekends there is this park by my house gets flooded with people like ba- like people playing on basketball courts and like i mean you just you would just would not even be able to tell that uh, a national pandemic was happening at all so i i didn't
0: even go by it today but i know that that's there it's gonna be really nice tomorrow here like it was like okay today but it was like overcast there was a threat of rain all day it never actually ended up raining but i feel like that kept people inside but yeah tomorrow it's going to be the hottest day of the year and it's going to be sunny and clear and i expect everyone to be out
1: uh everyone's going to be out i will say again um from some of the evidence that we are getting now it does appear that the virus does not spread as harshly as quickly as effectively outside and you know wearing some sort of mask and and taking those precautions outside um it, it doesn't seem to be as brutal outside as it is inside so if you if you want to factor in the the benefits of just like mental health of being outside and seeing people and stuff like that you know i'm not i'm not i don't want to shame people that hard for going outside you know what i mean
0: i i met up with the for the first time since all this started i met up with a friend yesterday yeah, he, he walked down to my place. We went outside. We we stood, you know, a good distance apart, and just hung out for like half an hour.
1: Yeah, I've done that. Um, I've done that with, I've done that a couple times with, you know, appropriate distancing and whatnot and everything. And you, it, it feels like feels sort of like um clandestine, you know, but uh, yeah, it's it's nice. And I, you know, I would encourage people that feel as if they are breaking if they're if they're having a very hard time with this like i i do not think that that is like gonna be what break you know what what unflattens the curve basically
0: the move to keep people out of these places like there's a bunch of fences put up at like some of the very highly populated parks around the city and i'm sure people like break them down and go in that that's eventually going to happen but what they should do is they need to think outside of the box on this stuff and just start putting stuff that people hate in these places like you know when you go to the airport and there's those people selling the credit cards in the airport like no one goes mm-hmm. near those fucking people just set up those kiosks everywhere
1: if you just put up a sign on the entrances to these parks that said uh four people known to have have covid19 were at this park in the last week no one would go in
0: interesting do you think that they overest? because i I was looking at the, like Nate Silver's account because he's all over this. I can't make heads or tails of whether he was right, whether he was wrong, whether he has has no idea. I have no idea. But do you think that a lot of these models over, like, not necessarily over projected how bad it was going to get? It just like if we did nothing, here's what it would look like. And then people pointed to, well, look at what they said was going to happen, how bad it was going to be. But you know, people did stuff, so that became obsolete almost immediately
1: so the models the models were doing projections based on no intervention right and they were also doing models where testing had not really been widespread like like when these models were coming out even in the countries that had been most impacted uh you know in italy and stuff the testing was not that widespread and they were also being based off of a lot of junk data from China. I think the thing that we can say with relative certainty now is that more people have been infected with this than we projected initially, and that the death rate is going to be lower. Um, So the death rate in average healthy people is going to be lower than projected. But the, the severity of this comes from the people that the people that do get it who are in bad health, there's just, like, nothing that can be done for them, basically.
0: Well, that's shitty. At least my my grandma is now staying indoors, so that's nice.
1: Good for her. I, I, I'm, I'm glad that she didn't get it, and I'm glad that she uh, is staying indoors.
0: Yeah, I mean, at least that's what she's saying, is that she's staying indoors. We'll see about that. I mean, I won't be able to see because she lives 3,000 miles away, but... Did you see those screen grabs that I sent you from r slash banned video games yes yes
1: I did and they they were hilarious to me
0: they are that is my single favorite place to go on the internet right now
1: just uh just to laugh at um yeah at that people who take things on the internet too seriously
0: way too seriously and I feel bad because it's probably like 13 year olds for all I know that's the weird thing about reddit is you never know you're just on it like honestly like if you had to give an average age of someone on reddit what would you say it is because i enjoy the am i the asshole page so i'll i like to read the is this person an asshole or not and then like half the time it's like male 13 years old it's like oh like what why are you on reddit this this doesn't make any sense then i started to think what's like oh am i the outlier here am i just old and on reddit and everyone else is no i would actually
1: i would actually think reddit would skew a little older like, like I don't think I do I don't think Reddit is like uh, like a big middle school thing, you know.
0: I I hope not because there is savage stuff. Yeah, it's that.
1: terrible stuff
0: on Reddit. But r slash banned video games is a satirical thread, calling saying that Hitler invented video games and people need to find god in all this stuff and it's just like the memes are hilarious and then people who love video games go on it and get exceptionally triggered and, and just they, get
1: triggered and yeah. it's
0: pretty funny
1: yeah uh i mean it is uh it is certainly one of those things where let's just like you you imagine the person that's triggered by this and it, it is it is utterly hilarious to just to just think about it
0: I think my favorite one was the one that I sent you. It's just like gamers will say it's Photoshop, but the facts don't lie. And it's just a hand-drawn graph with an arrow pointing up that has crimes and gaming as the two axes. And but the, facts
1: like, don't, "The facts don't lie, though."
0: The facts don't lie. Look it up.
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean, if they would just Google it, like they would know that the facts don't lie.
0: And just like I, I, I did Google it. I couldn't find that anywhere. I don't think that's real. <laughs> really. <laughs> It's drawn in marker.
1: <laughs> yeah, who knew? Who knew? Facts don't lie.
0: There's a lot of like. I like. Have you been exposed to like all the horrible memes that are going around, like especially like Facebook memes?
1: I don't get on Facebook.
0: Uh, well, I mean, you can encounter them in other places. Sometimes people share them on the Twitter machine, elsewhere. Like th- some of them are really out of control. The most of. Aff- like I'm not easily offended by things, but people comparing the quarantine to like nazi concentration camps is oh yeah i mean much, I, I saw bit much
1: i saw the the protester who had the i i am not going to try and butcher the german but had the german phrase that was above the entrance to the dachau um uh, uh holocaust camp yeah as work, like work a, a will, sign of will, protest work will set you. work will free, free you yeah yeah so um I mean, it's it's like the, the alt-right in the United States is they're, uh, they're you know, they're no longer pretending, basically. They're just like, yes, we, we are Nazis.
0: I don't even know if that is the alt-right. I just think that's like a collection of crazy people. I, I don't think that they identify with any sort of leaning whatsoever. I think they're just fucking nuts.
1: Uh, I mean, if you talk to that person, they are definitely a, a right-leaning political person.
0: Yeah, but that's not even like really even on the political spectrum once you're that nuts. Oh, I mean the yeah, of course it is. I don't know about that.
1: Yeah, yeah, like thinking that thinking that the quarantine because it because again, it all comes down to the idea of like liberty, right?
0: For you know some what I people, mean? Like, like there there was a there was a protest today at like our premier's office and there was like 200 yeah. people on the lawn outside. And they were like what It's not like it was a collective, we're here because we need to go back to work. People were there protesting all sorts of things. One guy, like the main photo from it was just like, this guy holding up a sign that said, I am essential. And like, it was very clear that he was the least essential person on the planet. Like, there's no way that this guy has any sort of work or a job probably in the first place. Uh, He is definitely not essential. I'll throw that one out there. But there was people there protesting the development of vaccines there was people there there was one person there who oh was yeah pro- because
1: uh because because bill gates um is yeah. using the vaccine to sterilize all of us
0: yeah uh people were there protesting 5g and how it's spreading coronavirus um what else uh someone there was one person actually protesting the internment of japanese americans in 1942 which i just thought was like wow. I mean, not a bad thing to be. Protesting. Yeah, I mean, not like, not a
1: bad thing to protest, but it's interesting time to bring it yeah, up.
0: Yeah, just a very odd timing with all of this. So just it's a collection of nutbags.
1: I mean, yeah, a collection of a collection of crazy people. That, I mean, that's in general what most political protests are going to be.
0: Well, no, I mean, there are. Listen, there, there are definitely justified ones, but it's just so weird to see people out there protesting with the masks on. That's just the weirdest thing in the world to me. I mean,
1: yeah, we talked about this, the the people, the people who are protesting the quarantine with the masks on that, they don't they get no sympathy for me if they get the coronavirus.
0: They should still be social distancing when they do this, because they they threaten to, like, write people up fines if they weren't social distancing during the protest. They should have done that because people were not social distancing. They were standing right next to each other. Just go write them up fines and you know, then they'll go home. Well, uh, will they, though? yeah. I mean, these people can't
1: afford fines. I, I, I guess you make a good point. Yeah, that's true. I don't know. I just, I don't, like, I don't have, I don't have an answer of what to tell these people, Like, right? right? Like, it's, it's reopening is a bad idea. I just, I don't know what world you, I don't know what world these people are living in where they're like, yeah, all right, we're good to go. I got, you just can't have a reasonable discourse with someone that believes that.
0: Have you been speaking with your family via the internet?
1: And I did, a, I did a couple of Zoom calls with my family, and uh, I, don't really, I don't really like spending that much time with my family, ch- talking with them in general. So uh, that, was a, that was a one and done for me.
0: I, I've been trying to talk to my family like on FaceTime most days. Yeah, but
1: it's I'll like, call them one-on-one.
0: Yeah. But I, I called my grandma the other day, not, not the going out grandma, the staying in grandma. Yeah. And she was explaining to me Zoom fails that she was watching, like on Ellen or something like that. And it was the craziest thing in the world that my grandma knew what not only knew what Zoom was, like to a point that, like, these people don't even mute themselves. And they're like, you can see them on the toilet. Like, I don't understand. I was like, well, this is where we're at, Nan. Don't worry about it.
1: <laughs> yeah. Uh, I mean, that is, it is crazy to think of a world where grandmas know what Zoom is. Like, that's
0: bizarre. Yeah, I did did not see that one coming. To, to be perfectly honest, would
1: would not would not have predicted that um that my work account uh that I use to uh to create podcasts would be something that I would need or something that would be useful in a a global pandemic.
0: Yeah, did Zoom stock go way up? Has that happened? Oh, big time, big time, big time. I saw for a while people were buying the wrong Zoom, the oh. wrong Zoom. Yeah, smart.
1: Yeah. People are buying the wrong zoom. Let's see. What do we, what do we think? What do we think the, uh, the stock is at right now? Let's, uh, let's give it a look.
0: Well, what, what was it in January 1st? Ooh, the I will, I'll look on oh, am I'm, I'm pulling,
1: this is pulling news. my Robin hood up right now.
0: Great news for Pat Mayo. Just checked out the exchange between the U S dollar and the Canadian dollar. It's it's up five cents since I looked the other day.
1: Nice. So zoom year over year is up $64, 85%. Three months ago, it was. It's up. It's up eighty percent from three months ago. Up sixty one dollars.
0: So what, um, it was trading at like ten bucks.
1: Yeah. Bucks. Uh, it's yeah. I'm trying to get the exact date here. Yeah, February seventh. So like here, February tenth, random day. Um, it was trading at eighty nine bucks.
0: And what is it now?
1: One thirty nine.
0: Fuck. I mean, I saw this coming. Why didn't I buy this fucking stock?
1: I, I did, but I, I sold it. Smart. I, well, I mean, not really. Like, I made like, I think I made like 40 bucks. Awesome. <laughs> you know what? Making, making 40 bucks is, um, is better than many people who are bad at money, like me, when they go, when they foray into the stock market. So I guess I can't be mad about it.
0: Yeah. You're the guy who bought Bitcoin at 21K.
1: I'm the, uh, oh, Bitcoin has been very good to me the last couple of days.
0: Yeah, how is, is Bitcoin going up now?
1: Yeah. Uh, when I checked this morning, it was at 8,900. Let's see what's it at. Let's see what it is at right now. Uh, yeah, it's at 8,977. So, um, I've just been buying, you know, this whole last couple of years. So portfolio is doing all right, Pat. We're, we're going to make it.
0: Let's see. April 23rd, it was 7,400 bucks. So it's up over a thousand bucks in the last two weeks.
1: Yeah, it's, a, it's a good asset right now
0: yeah so wh- it's a good what, asset
1: all the time but
0: what does it go to before you sell it
1: uh if it i guess t- i'll if it gets I'll a 10K. Never will never well
0: well i mean what's the point of having it
1: i mean i'll sell it like 20 years from now when i when it becomes something you know that can change my life but what, what you know what do i need a couple thousand dollars right now for
0: jeez didn't realize you were so rich
1: well, so like, think about it, like a couple thousand dollars. I can't, I can't buy a nice car with that. Can't, can't buy a house with that. It just, it doesn't 5,000, $10,000 either way. It's like, you know, it, it's better to hold on for the potential in the future.
0: Yeah, but it's probably going to go back down. So if you just wanted to trade it all the time, you could, you could say, I want to put in a request to buy it every time that it drops behind, below $7,000. And every time it gets above $9,500, I will sell it. And then you would just be periodically making money.
1: Yeah, uh, I mean, the issue, the issue with that is just like, you gotta, I mean, you got to pay a lot of fees. You got to pay taxes and all that stuff. So you got to be doing it at a big enough dollar amount to make all that worth it. And You have to,
0: you have to pay taxes on Bitcoin?
1: Yeah. Oh, on profits.
0: Really? That feels like something you should be able to hide because it's Bitcoin.
1: Well, you. I mean, yes, you. C- you could, but theoretically, it is in the IRS tax code that you have to pay taxes on. Uh, so
0: like when you sell and you make gains, you have to pay taxes on it. Well, I've decided that if I ever run for politics, which would be a terrible idea on mm-hmm. my part, but I get why republicans win every second cycle regardless of who the republican is because i just paid my taxes so i paid my corporate taxes and i paid my yeah and you're just tilting your face off yeah just taxation is theft i hate it if someone says they're going to lower my taxes i don't really care what else they do i'm voting for (laughs) them well
1: i mean part of that is just because democrats are so freaking bad at policy democrats should not the, the taxes for for someone like you should not be i under under real liberalism it's just this it's just this shitty neoliberalism that uh that actually no one likes and no one benefits from and no one wins under
0: uh you know
1: 2020s liberalism
0: just don't just i i was not thrilled to pay the taxes i paid the taxes i was like oh my god like this this is horrible
1: well it's even more i mean it's even more tilting to pay your taxes when you when you hate the government you're paying the taxes too also
0: I mean, I I never really looked at it that way. It's just, I needed, I, like we had talked about, uh, you know, on previous shows, I want to buy a house and I've been planning for this for like two years. So I actually had to take, pay myself more than I normally would to get the money out of the company so I could actually put down a down payment on a house. And because I did that, I had to pay way more in taxes and I was like, oh yeah,
1: taxes. And
0: it's just like, oh my God, this is the worst thing.
1: Yeah. It's a night, it's a nightmare. Yeah. So like. You know, when I'm I'm sitting here, I'm thinking of, um, okay, you know, I'm gonna I'm gonna pay my taxes, and I'm like, great, I'm like great. My my money that like doesn't even matter is um is just gonna go in, and uh, it's gonna buy like half of a wheel for a tank. Like that's all I can think of. It's just like this is just terrible, and I'm, you know, this is just this system that I a- like absolutely hate, and it's just it's miserable to pay taxes under a system where you you hate the leadership.
0: Uh, just like I said, taxes in general just I don't enjoy paying them. I don't think anyone does. And that's why I'm going to lower taxes has such resonance with people. Whether you lower the taxes or not, just saying it is like good enough for people. They're like, yeah, that's an idea I can get behind.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I mean, that that is true. And if, you know, the problem is, is that there's not really a great nuanced way to be like, actually, what I'm going to do is I'm going to increase the taxes on people who take and take and take and then don't pay enough. And I'm going to decrease the taxes on You know, people who make less than $200,000 a year or whatever, like there's just like even even that soundbite is just too much for the average person to digest. And and American voters are like, well, one day I'm going to be rich. And then when I get rich, I'm not going to want to pay those taxes. Exactly. Yeah. Oh, it's so dumb. It is just—it's oh, so tilting.
0: Yeah, but nowhere in the world can you be like so incredibly stupid yet be so incredibly rich than America. It's not even close. That—that's the—that's the allure of America.
1: <laughs> yeah, you know the number of people making those jumps in tax brackets, though it's getting smaller and smaller every year.
0: But there's still a lot of people making those jumps in tax brackets.
1: I don't know. No, I really don't know about that the the even even the upper middle class in the united states is starting to get squeezed
0: it's starting to get squeezed but because it's america there's always people rising up from nothing there is there is it's a very low percentage of people but your ability to do that in america is still the big appeal of america but
1: like as an upper middle class person like if i was one oh, i like that wouldn't is, you...
0: that is the, the stinkiest statement i think you've ever said As an an upper middle class person. Let me tell (laughs) you about private schools.
1: No, I meant if I was one, I will never be an upper middle class person. I will either be a middle class person or a rich person or a poor person. But if, if, if I get enough money to accumulate upper middle class wealth, you better bet I'm taking massive, massive risks to try and get rich. That's the only way to do it, I think.
0: If you somehow, let's say you won the millionaire maker. Let's say you won two millionaire makers in the same year let's live in that world yeah probably not going to mm-hmm. happen and you were able to
1: <laughs> I would also agree it's very unlikely to happen and,
0: and let's say somehow you took all that money and you invested it in Bitcoin then Bitcoin doubled the next day so all of a sudden you have like after taxes let's say like three million bucks laying around would you yeah. consider moving to like the Caribbean or wherever
1: just to avoid paying taxes and and be rich and happy
0: not even the avoid paying taxes part because you've paid your taxes on it at this point yeah right Let, once you say, get it yeah and sure. you're just like hey with three and a half million dollars of cold hard cash i can move to i don't know belize live in a mansion live on the beach have my internet access like it's the world is smaller in that way where like you're not off the grid so to speak well, you could sure you could theoretically still do your job from there yeah like would you ever think about doing something like that because i started to think about it
1: just uh, wouldn't wouldn't go over real well with uh, with my my girlfriend and and uh, associated people. And I just I don't think I don't think it would go over
0: well. Yeah, and there's there's never going to be anything more that people enjoy to do as well. I mean, not like people in general. People probably like listening to the show. Somehow, living in a world where they just accumulate a ton of money and can really do whatever they want, like. I know I live in that world like I don't play the lottery but I do envision what it would be like to win the lottery I just know you know the lottery is a sucker bet so why would I ever play it but you know it it works both ways
1: (laughs) yeah I mean it sure it would be great to have uh, access to unfettered wealth I mean who who has not had their you know their oh I'd buy this and this and donate to this and figure this out and everything like everyone everyone's thought of like you know what would I do if I get a hundred million dollars
0: See, I think $100 million would be different. Let's just say you had, like, $6 million. Because that's different. Like, you'd have to... And I think this is where probably, people... I could probably run out of $6 million in a year. What are you, Brewster's millions? No, I just
1: think six... Like, I mean, that's it's just not as much money as you think it is, I think.
0: You could retire on... six. You could probably retire on today if you had $4 million in cash. I mean, fuck, if you had, like... $2 million dollars in cash you could probably retire if you weren't like a crazy person
1: i don't think for the so i'm 27 you know you think i'd live to like what 65 you two no. million th- now yeah well good point good point i mean i i think that at two million like it'd be enough to like live a, a normal life yeah but you know you want to ha- you want to have the ceiling for more
0: No, absolutely, and that's the problem. That's how people like lose their two million bucks kind of thing. But if you just wanted to live off, like, basically, you invest it in something that's very low risk, and you make, I don't know, three to four percent a year. What's three to four percent of two million bucks? Maybe that's not enough. That's sixty, like three percent is sixty thousand dollars a year. So maybe if you could try. Well, also
1: we gotta we gotta account for inflation.
0: Yeah, but generally, if you have your stuff in, if you have your money in that, then it will go up. Right. It will, yeah, not, money, will money, not, not only, will money, money printer for going inflation. burr. Yeah. yeah. But like, let's say you were able to get something that adjusted your money for inflation and it returned 5% of a year. And you just made $100,000, you got $100,000 every year for the rest of your life. And you still had this money. I, in I, the would, bank. I, think I'd, I think I'd
1: sign up. I think I'd sign up for that, provided I'm allowed to try and make more money
0: i think everyone with would, that money they? i mean not everyone but like that sounds pretty awesome I and mean, that's with two million dollars in in cash if you were able to pull that off like yeah it's i'd sign up i'd sign up for that for sure but if you had like a hundred million dollars like i wouldn't want to move to belize i'd probably want to buy like a penthouse in manhattan or something like that maybe not right now but you know eventually
1: somewhere where i can play online poker for a lot for a lot of money. That's what I would like.
0: That's what you would do. You had a hundred million dollars. You'd be playing fucking online poker.
1: Oh yeah. I would be playing. I would be, I would be donking off millions in, uh, in high stakes. Why wouldn't you just go to Um, like,
0: like move to Monte Carlo (laughs) play there?
1: There's like, there's like, cause you know, I, I, when I got really into poker, um, everyone was, uh, everyone was already into the online scene really hard. So I like I think there's almost like more glory in playing really high stakes games online.
0: Yeah, there is not more glory in playing high stakes games online. That's that's such loser talk.
1: <laughs> you just sound spoken like someone who didn't uh who didn't rail the East Hill Dare one games on full tilt back in the day, Pat. You are completely correct. You didn't you didn't uh I I would have I would have pegged you as someone who got into uh online poker after the money maker thing.
0: I played a lot of live poker. Yeah. I hate online poker. Live poker, poker.
1: is live, live terrible.
0: I love live poker. It's fun. It's interactive. I can like yell at people at the table. It's, it's a lot of fun. Like playing,
1: like, like playing one, two in a casino.
0: Yeah. One, two or two, five.
1: Oh my gosh, dude. Just like nothing. I mean, it is fun in its own way, but it's terrible.
0: I can't imagine just like being at my house on my computer and playing fucking poker. Like that would tilt me to no end. I'm literally doing it right now. Oh, thanks for your undivided attention.
1: What, do you play, like, six (laughs) tables at once? Uh, Sometimes I just have
0: one up in the corner right now. Like that? I just don't see the fun of that.
1: Mm. Yeah, I mean, it's not not like I'm doing this for fun right now. It's just because I, I don't know, because I have a severe attention deficit
0: problem. Do you feel like more people are going to have ADD in the future because of all the gadgets
1: I, I mean, we're just, our brains are just broken, right? Like our brains are, are just so, like uh, it's just such a bad situation from from how much we're on our screens and it's going to get even worse. And the people who it's really bad for right now are children who maybe they would have had healthy screen habits before and they for sure do not have healthy screen habits now because they are just on their screens 24-7.
0: I can tell you my son is getting in his screen time at the moment.
1: Yeah. Like so but your son like isn't also doing uh like school on a computer. So like kids right now are my,
0: my, my son is not. My son is fifteen months old.
1: Correct. But there are a lot of kids who are doing their, you know, four or five hours of four or five hours of school a day and then they're getting off and they're getting on their iPad and you know, doing whatever it is that they do.
0: Yeah. That, that see, I'm very I'm very glad, like, just cause I have a couple of friends who have like seven year olds or eight year olds and like they have to sit down, and do the schoolwork with them, make sure they're paying attention, go over, like review their work like that. Well, it would be nice to be like, hey, go do this for four hours so I can like fuck off for a minute where I can't do that with my son because you have to watch him at all times because he doesn't know what the fuck's yeah. going on. But at the right. same time, like I don't want to be responsible for like schooling my kids. I just really don't. <laughs> I assume most parents uh, just no, said fuck it. hard. Yeah. you like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm, schooling,
1: k- schooling kids is hard.
0: But, like, are you really missing anything when you're eight at school?
1: Yeah, you're missing, like, uh, social building blocks. Like, that's mostly what you're learning. Yeah,
0: but whatever. Like, if this lasts six months, it lasts six months, then you go back to school. Like, do you need to be a homeschooling the kids? Like, really? Is that doing anything, do you think? I, I feel like it's not.
1: If it's if it's six months, no, it's probably not gonna end up being that big of a deal. If these kids are at home isolated and only on screens for a year, we are gonna have a we're gonna have a
0: lot of weirdly adjusted kids. Yeah, we're just gonna have a lot more uh, people who take Reddit very seriously. Yes, yeah, a lot more, a lot more of that. One thing that I have done since this has all gone on, I've really leaned into like my guilty pleasures on the internet. So, like I said, that uh, the banned video games on Reddit, big on that. I enjoy checking that out every day for like twenty minutes. Passes the time, but I I love text fails. I think it's my favorite thing on the internet. Text text fails. Yeah, like screenshots of like text gone awry. Uh, yeah. I mean, I <laughs> I get it. I guess I don't know. But I, like, I, I feel that, like that's feel not like, my corner of the internet. No, no. But I feel like everyone has their own. Text fail, whatever it might sure, be. Like, yeah. Stupid yeah. thing on the internet that they just whenever there's like a headline for twenty-seven fill in the blank, you're like, oh, I need to see. I need to click on that and I need to read these.
1: Yes, for sure. Yeah. There so, there's something like that. That exists for everyone. What do you what do you think yours is? I just um I spend a lot of time on uh like different subreddits. Like I'll read or or like uh like the two plus two poker forum or um the the MLB the show subreddit on Reddit because that's a video game that I'm playing right now. That seems like or, it would
0: be very toxic.
1: Oh, it's like I can't I can't post there. Yeah, it's too toxic. I don't think uh, I've actually never posted on Reddit. <laughs> I post my fantasy articles on Reddit sometimes. Don't that's get, it. Don't you yeah. get
0: banned for that?
1: Uh no. Well.
0: I mean, maybe some were subreddits. I don't know. See, I would like to have that's that's one thing that I would like to do for the next incarnation of my show is basically set up a subreddit for the show where people from the show can go there and I can interact with people there and then fans can interact with each other and like build a community that way. I think that would be good. I think, wouldn't it? Yeah, it'd be. I mean, you know, you never know. Like, how much
1: do you want to know about the people listening to your show? Right. <laughs>
0: feel like i get a lot of interaction with them via twitter but this would just be a place to save stuff or like bounce ideas off of everyone because like you know when eggs start coming at you on twitter with like their good ideas rarely are they good ideas
1: yeah i mean i could see i could see a subreddit being productive for a podcast for sure i'm sure there are many productive subreddits for podcasts
0: out there yeah because i've met a lot like a lot of the people that I've come to know through doing the show, who listened to the show, got in contact with me, all these people are way smarter than me. So, you know, I should be, like, not necessarily smarter in coming up with good ideas for the show. They're just overall very smart people, at least a lot of the ones that I've met, that, you know, just going back and forth with smart people is never a bad thing.
1: Correct. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, and, you know, like, it, what's interesting about Reddit is, yeah, you get a lot of the... The trolling and like the super toxic, and you know, there's lots of uh, lots of, lots of creepy stuff on Reddit too. But I, you know, I mean, I I do feel like there is because obviously you can post longer messages and stuff there. I feel like there also is like a a measured amount of um, you know, good interactions there, like like smarter discourse there.
0: Yeah, there can't there there is the potential for that to be there. <laughs> But, yes, yeah. I think that's rather the right way to say it. But right now, like all the Reddits that I'm like sub to are basically memes that make me laugh. Like R slash trashy. I like that one. It's funny. Am I the I've asshole? been to that one. That am one's I, funny. Am I the idiots in cars, people who just suck at driving and it's on video.
1: Yeah, that uh just also while we're talking, Bitcoin just rose another three hundred bucks. Sell. No, I'm not selling any. Sell. No. Never. Uh, not never. If it gets to 100K, I'll probably sell some. If it gets to 100K? Yeah.
0: You just live in like fantasy land, don't you? With your fantasy money and your fantasy outcomes. It's a good thing you work in fantasy. If, that that really goes well, if, in hand. if
1: So if Bitcoin doesn't die and it still exists oh, 30 years from now, Yeah. It, I mean, it's going to be worth a lot of money just on the nature of inflation.
0: So if it just goes up with inflation, then what was the point of having it?
1: Well, it will it will beat inflation in terms of the money put, being put into it.
0: It might, or because it's, it's a deflationary or, asset, or, or something better than Bitcoin, a Bitcoin replica that's better comes along and tanks Bitcoin.
1: A lot of people, lot of lot of um, lot of lot of coins have tried. Yeah, for what two years? You're talking about
0: thirty years in the future. Oh, Bitcoin's been around for eleven years. Yeah, and it wasn't worth anything to what two years ago let's uh let's pull out a
1: long-term graph here bitcoin price chart okay what are, what are we defining as worth
0: anything let's see when, like, like, like over a hundred bucks like, like when the spike actually happened it, it went from like let's see here 2016 it was like 500 bucks and then it got to like 2000 july 2017 and then it went up to like twenty thousand or whatever it was so it's been four years yeah. since it's been like worth something I mean, if yeah, four
1: four years sounds about right. I mean, you, there was there was liquidity in it before that, but I don't I don't disagree with what you're saying.
0: So we'll see what happens in thirty years' time when you hope to cash out for a hundred k a bitcoin.
1: Who knows? Maybe. I mean it's it's the same it's the same thought process as why I wouldn't sell any of my stocks right now or or
0: any gold shares or anything like that. Well, you wouldn't want to sell low on your stocks. <laughs>
1: Well uh, I mean just just the idea the idea of owning stocks and gold and stuff is just that you are you are wanting to put your time that you use to acquire value you're wanting to put that in something that is going to beat the value of a dollar because it's not going to deflate
0: sure but you could lose all your money doing it
1: I mean, I think probably pretty unlikely that you would um, lose all of your
0: money in stocks or gold or anything. I mean, almost anyone who has money in the market is way down over the past three months.
1: It's, I mean, way down relative to, it depends on when they bought it, right? It depends on
0: when and what they bought. Sure, but just by and large, everything is down. I went and looked at mine the other day. I was like, oh boy, I've lost a lot of money.
1: Yeah, there. I mean, so the market is down like from the from the high highs. It's like ten, fifteen percent on some stuff right now. Where it, you know, it was down like people were people were losing their shirts. Yeah. Anyway. But it, unless you need the money on hand right now, it doesn't matter because five years from now, it'll it you'll you'll have twenty percent gains or whatever.
0: Yeah. Well, hopefully that's the case. That'd be great for everyone. At least everyone who's investing in stocks, I suppose. Again, this is why I told you that I have someone who does this for me, because I, I don't really know, don't really care to know, tell you the truth.
1: I mean, yeah, it saves you, it saves you um, from having to think or care about it at all. Yeah, which it, is, it saves me from having... There's huge value in that.
0: Well, it saves me from having to know about it. Now, like I've previously pointed out, I'm not very smart, so that seems... Yeah, to, can't can't read. I, I can't read? So. You, think, you think I can do math? <laughs> Good God. Yeah. Like this is not, yeah, the... I mean, <laughs> you're right. Yeah. But I, I do feel that I was thinking about this, like during the quarantine seeing these people out and like just the craziness that's going on everywhere from people. And they're not like, like you have your like crazy, crazy people, but then you have like people who you just kind of thought were like a bit weird. Turns out that they're also crazy. Um, so I feel good about the future for my kids. And this might be the last Corona cast that we do. Cause my wife is due any day. So I probably won't have time to be doing these uh, anymore.
1: Wow, the people are the people are going to miss it, man. The, they they did not like when we missed a week. I got probably more complaints about that than uh, than anything. So did I, actually.
0: I, it turns out people did not really care that I did the Outlaw tour. They wanted the Corona cast back. They wanted the
1: Corona cast.
0: Now my wife is doing three weeks, but on the second baby, it can come uh, a bit sooner. So we we have planned like it can come any day. So maybe we get another three out of this. I don't know. We'll see but i did i was thinking just like i feel good about my kids futures not necessarily the state of the world but the, the state of them versus other people like people as it turns out by and large are absolute fucking morons and like they're raising kids these idiots and like i'm dumb but i'm not like bottom of the barrel dumb and like my 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 parents were pretty hands off so if i can like be hands on and instill like a decent amount of knowledge into them i feel like they're gonna be fine
1: yeah i mean i i feel like i learn more and more every day that uh, the common man the average person is not as intelligent as i want them to be
0: well i'm going the other way now i'm on the dip like i feel like i got as smart as i was ever gonna get now i'm going the other way like i just can't retain information the same way i was thinking about it when i was rewatching shows during this time like, yeah I find it really hard to watch something new. Like I've, I've been trying to get into the leftovers for like 10 years or however fucking long that's been out. I've watched the first episode like seven times and like into the next one, like, Oh baby's running around. What did I miss? Like, did I miss like 30 seconds there? Like now I don't know what's going on anymore. Like if I'm going to re like, I'm rewatching season one of the wire right now. I'm at the Mm -hmm. very end of the season. Like I've seen the wire five times through. So if I missed 30 seconds, like, I still don't know what's going on. Like, those are the shows I have to watch. I get why people watch. I'm starting to understand why older people watch, like, CBS and NBC and these, like, shitty shows on these shitty channels because it's not hard to follow along.
1: Yeah, I mean, uh, mean, and also I think there is, like, a nature of, like, the comfort food of uh, a lot of these because the world fucking sucks and it's scary right now. And, uh, you know, just watching something that you know and that you like and that you feel familiar with, it's like it's like it's like eating your mom's casserole. Like, yeah, maybe it's not your maybe it's not the best food in the world, but you know what it is and it makes you feel warm inside.
0: I, I think there's that aspect to it. I just think my attention span is so I used to love watching new stuff. Like I've seen so many movies, so many TV shows like and I did that for 20 years and like it's now to the point where I find it hard to do that.
1: Yeah I mean the the biggest problem that uh the the biggest problem that I have right now is um I I like actually am dumber than when I was in college. I I'm, I'm trying to like read more now and I just am realizing that I am like actively like worse at reading, understanding. I've forgotten a ton of references that I would have known when I was in college and uh it just it's making me feel shitty.
0: Yeah. Uh I stepped on the scale most I've weighed in two years oh dude it's it's tough yeah it's tough so miss the gym it's not only it's it's the eating habits it's not so much the gym for me it's the poor eating habits that i've developed like i've i've really tried to eat healthy and i it's not like i'm eating poorly but i'm just eating at times where i would just never eat like 10 o'clock at night not a time i normally eat now i eat at 10 o'clock at night for no real reason i don't even think i'm hungry i'm just i got nothing to do so i'm gonna eat
1: yeah, I am. I am both eating worse than I ever have, and exercising the least amount in terms of pure energy expended. Like maybe maybe I'm spending two hours a day walking, running a little bit, whatever. But I just like, yeah. I mean, we talked about it. Just like going to the gym, you're you 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 get in a routine. It's like you're there to do your thing. You know what you're doing. And I just I'm just I don't have any of that right now.
0: Yeah, there's that, but there's also the there's the day to day motion. That we miss because we're inside. Like, I'm laying down half the day now, like on my couch or I'm sitting on my chair. And it's not that big of a break from my normal day-to-day life where I would come to the office and sit in a chair. But I'm always moving around like I'm going to the office. You know, I I might walk to the office some days. It's like three, three kilometers away. I might, like, once a week do that walk along with going to the gym or... You know, walking up to the grocery store every second day because that's generally how we used to buy our groceries that I would walk up to the store. We'd get what we need. I'd walk home like that's half a mile away, half a mile away. There's just an extra mile of walking that was added on to all the exercising that I was doing anyway. And now that's just gone.
1: <laughs> yeah. I, yeah. The the um, the like tertiary exercise is
0: eliminated. And yeah, like, uh, like if I had not gone to the gym you know how like people count their steps i don't really do that but people go to the gym like when i was going to the gym if i decided like hey it's tuesday i'm sore my legs hurt my arms hurt i don't feel like working out today even if i didn't go to the gym i would probably still have 3000 to 5000 steps in just cuz cuz i move around during the day now that is if i don't go- actively go out for a run outside or a walk with my baby that it's zero <laughs> that's not good
1: yeah, I mean, and and I I would say that uh, like on on days where on days where like maybe maybe my girlfriend walks the dogs in the morning and I'm busy so I don't come down at lunch to let them out I could get to I could get to five o'clock in the afternoon I'm done with work and um, I I literally have taken less than five
0: hundred steps. Well, Raza, when we were at the DFS Open, showed us his like uh, his walk counter because he, we went out and played golf, and he's like, "Good God, I'm at like fifteen thousand steps." I, I, his he's like, "I think my phone is going to think that someone stole it because he showed us one from like three days before; it was seventy eight steps.
1: <laughs> that uh, but that's not a lot of steps, he's right?" Like,
0: I, he's like, "I was on my couch. I walked to the bathroom when I had to use the bathroom." And I got something to eat once during the day.
1: <laughs> that's, um, that's, I mean, that's, that's really wild. That yeah. is, that is, um, that's really wild.
0: It's nuts, right?
1: I would imagine that unless I am sick, like unless I have the flu or the cold or something, there hasn't been a day where I have taken, uh, less than, you know, uh, let's say
0: a thousand steps in 10 years. Yeah. So, once I, I hit this peak weight, which, I mean, it, it's fine. Like, I'm not too concerned about it. But once you start putting on weight, you're like, I have to curb this. So, you have to flatten the curve of weight a little bit. Because if you, if I was like, if I continue to gain weight at this rate, like, I'm going to be super fat in no time. Uh, so, I need to, like, stop it now. Like I, So, I need to actively do something. So, I was like, you know what? I've been wanting, not necessarily wanting to run. Because as we've talked about, running is not the best. You hate running outside and just, I find running boring to begin with, but I've always just kind of done it along with everything else as a good way to lose weight. So, and now that I'm not moving around during the course of the day, that's probably extra better to do it. So I was like, I'm going to start running for basically seven miles a day. Can I run seven miles a day? At, oh my God. Uh, at So I put the baby down at noon or like between noon and noon 30 every day i was like if he sleeps for two hours my wife's at home with him she doesn't need to take care of him because he's asleep can i go run for an hour and get in seven miles i was like if i try to do this every day until the baby comes and i'll be like fine like i'll be back down to the weight that i need to be at and then i'll probably regain all the weight when we have the new baby and i really can't do anything so i need to get ahead of that so i did seven miles the first day felt good did seven miles the second day yeah, you know, it felt like all right. It was a bit tougher. Uh, my time was better than it was the first day, so it's nice to kind of measure yourself. I did six today, and it was bad. It was slow, Smarter. and yeah. I and I hurt yep. the entire time.
1: <laughs> yeah, you know, I mean, I I am certainly with you. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna get on a scale because I don't even want to. I don't even want to know what it says. Now you do want to you
0: do want to know because I I've weighed myself every day for the past seven years. I weigh myself at the same time every single that's, day.
1: That is psychotic behavior.
0: Why? I, I like to know where I'm at. Like, I for a while, I was doing it once a week. Like, every Monday, I would weigh myself at, like, 9 a.m., empty stomach, when I woke up, and just tried to, like... If you're going to weigh yourself, you have to weigh yourself the same way. Like, my wife, does, right. my wife does that now. She'll, like, weigh herself, like, after dinner one night, and then she'll weigh herself, like, the next morning. I was like, that's going to be, like, eight pounds difference. Like... <laughs> Right. right. You're not getting a good read. But no, like, I like to wake up. I put myself on the scale. I write it down and then I figure out where to go from there. So it gives you a good graph of what you're doing. Like, especially like when I was lifting, like I want to be gaining weight right now. Am I gaining weight? It's a good way to detail your results, isn't it?
1: Uh, I mean, I feel like I'm talking to like a high school beauty queen right now.
0: Are you serious? Like you don't do that with like you don't do that with your gambling either?
1: um no i do i I keep track of i keep track of that stuff but
0: but how wouldn't that be any different
1: i don't know because i don't want to know how fat i am probably
0: yeah but if you know what you are all the time then you get your you start running seven miles a day again i mean this is getting out of control i gotta stop this
1: i was not i was not particularly having a hard time working out before this but i guess i just gotta i guess i just gotta figure it out right
0: yeah maybe so like, I don't think you're, you're God, it's terrible. Like I, I I thought that taking, doing like a three mile walk with the, with the kid every day, was going to cut it. It was not cutting it.
1: No. Uh. Uh-uh. Yeah. And I mean, it's, it's, uh, also, you know, I, right when this first started, I was still doing the intermittent fasting a little bit. And that is just, that's completely gone off too.
0: Yeah. I, I was good for like three days and I was like, can't do this.
1: Yeah, I think I did, like, I think I did, like, a week, maybe, maybe, like, five days, and uh, that's been, that's been gone.
0: I did order, once a week, we try to order out, like, something nice. Yeah. Because we're really trying not to order out, but although we are ordering out more than usual. Uh, we went to this place, I think, that years ago, we had, may have talked about this, that we talked about, like, how... Protesting restaurants and places is only just working as marketing for those places. So the place that I ordered from was this like big game restaurant where there was vegan protests in Toronto. It's the only reason I know about it. It's because there was these stupid oh, man. protests. That sounds delicious. It was. I had I had a bison steak. Uh, we, ordered, oh, we ordered. How a, good is bison? Bison. I don't think I'd ever had bison before, but it was fucking oh, it's delicious. so good.
1: That's a big time Kansas thing. You come to Kansas, places will have bison burgers and and shit like that and it is so good
0: yeah like and this place was fantastic but the only reason that i knew about it is because the place itself had gone viral because there were so many vegan protests outside of it
1: (laughs) you know you'd think you'd think that with my political beliefs i'd be i'd be all in on like the vegan soy crap but like i literally i i i detest it
0: it's because you enjoy meat so much
1: i think that well first of all i think that um the vegan replacement products are are just like poison sludge to the body they're so terrible for you and they're marketed as healthy and they're really not it's like it's like willingly trying to kill your heart um but also like if if the argument if the argument is made like okay this is this is cruel to animals um yes the the feedlots the way that meat packaging and everything goes in the united states it is actually terrible i have no i have no rebuttal to that and i am all for reforming that but like you know eating eating meat is like the natural order of life
0: not if you're a brontosaurus you
1: know? not if you're a brontosaurus but if you're uh i mean if you're if your species eats meat like that's just normal shit
0: I just like meat. I'm going to continue to eat meat. I, I really don't care how it's killed. Yeah,
1: I'm not going to not eat meat. I'm not going to not eat meat anyways, but I just like, I, I dislike meat protests in general.
0: It, it's the same reason that I'm not going to ride my bike through the city. Just don't want to be a bike rider. Don't like it.
1: Mm, I, think, I think maybe I would like riding my bike more than I would like uh, running seven miles.
0: Yeah, it's just not the same workout.
1: It's better than sitting on my couch playing online poker.
0: That's fair. It's it's not so much that I don't like biking. I don't like the people who bike in the city, and it's probably not all of them. It's probably only like just like everything else. It's like ten percent of them. But mm-hmm. when, when I'm driving around, and you got these people who don't stop at stop signs and run red lights, and then like get mad at you, like it it, it it's a bad luck.
1: Yeah, I mean, like we all we all know, like the bike riding guys,
0: very entitled bike riding people yeah they are they're very entitled kings of the road uh, and it's not even really the driving stuff that gets to me it's when i'm walking somewhere and then the biker decides that they want to be a pedestrian and start like riding on the sidewalk like what are you doing like i should be allowed yeah, to I, mean, knock I, just, you. I don't get, I, sh- I don't
1: get the rules
0: because i've never done it i should be legally allowed to knock you off your bike if that's the case like what do you like you're trying to endanger everyone walking on the sidewalk correct it's just I get very upset with it. Like, that, Very few things make me, like, angry. That makes me angry.
1: I No, things make you angry.
0: Nah, not a ton. I'm pretty even-keeled.
1: Pro- I mean, probably probably less things than, than make me angry, to be fair.
0: Like, I don't generally get all that mad. I get mad on the show, but, you know, that that's a show. That's not real life. So, like, when I'm yelling yeah. at Tim, I'm not actually mad at Tim. It's just... Better for the show if I'm mad at Tim. I can get myself yeah, it's angry. hilarious. I can get myself angry at Tim as like a bit.
1: Yeah, I mean you you, you gotta do it for the bit.
0: Yeah, you, you gotta have a commitment to the brand. That's part of the brand, is yelling.
1: If you don't uh, if you don't commit <clears throat> if here's the thing, if you do a bit and you don't commit to it, it it'll definitely not be funny.
0: Oh, of course. But yeah, the bikers. And when I was in Europe like, the way that they... They're starting to do it a little bit more here, but the way that, like, Copenhagen was set up for biking made so much sense, and it just it doesn't seem to exist in North America. What, like, bike lanes? It's not, like... We have bike lanes here, but they're just, like, extensions of the road. There, like, there was bike lights. There was, like, their own biking lanes. They were, like, two lanes. They're on both sides of the road. They were elevated above the actual driving road with a barrier in between, so, like a lot of the problem here, you know, like I, I get some of the bike the bicyclers' problems that like the Uber eats guy will park in the bike lane when he pulls over to go into a restaurant, then people can't use the bike lane. And then it forces people onto the sidewalk. It's all a chain effect that if you just had a divider where you couldn't do that, then that wouldn't happen.
1: Um, yeah, I mean, the, there are some places in the U.S. i S I'm sure that have it, but like, that's like definitely like a, that's like a, a Scandi, uh, like a Scandinavian thing. like, public health and, and all that crap, you know, like, you know, stuff that obviously would make your country a lot more uh, fun and nice and enjoyable to live in. That's a, uh, that we just don't have the care for or the resources for in the United States. Well, that would, Canada, add, I guess
0: that would actually just, I mean, I don't think that's necessarily that we don't have the resources to do it. I just don't think that anyone cares enough to do it.
1: I mean, I wonder if, if those lanes existed, you know, how much would they get used? I'm sure they would like, people would probably be, biking more right
0: i would think so they're like this is a city of six million people there's a lot of bikers even in the middle of winter there are a lot of bikers
1: i mean that's crazy to me but i mean i guess it's just like once you once it's your routine that's your routine
0: yeah and it's, well it's hard to get around the city like traffic is in gridlock at all times the public transport here sucks like biking can be faster than driving depending on where you live
1: yeah, that's probably the way it is in a lot of major cities.
0: Like, I could bike to my office faster than I could drive. Like, right now, I could drive to my office. No problem. It would take me, like, five minutes because there's no yeah. one on the roads. In normal times, it would be quicker for me to bike.
1: Maybe maybe that's what you'll do when quarantine is over. You'll become a biker guy.
0: Yeah, but I'm not going to do that. Also, I find it very dangerous.
1: Yeah, I'm sure it is. I'm sure there are all sorts of very avoidable accidents that happen like every day.
0: Yeah, well because they don't have like the separated lanes or anything like that.
1: <laughs> so that needs to be your that needs to be your new thing. You need to be uh you need to enter into the realm of politics to try and get bike lanes built in Toronto.
0: Bike lanes and low taxes. That's my platform.
1: I don't know if low taxes is going to work in Toronto.
0: Oh yeah, in the richest city in the in the country? Yeah, it, it would fly.
1: <laughs> aren't uh aren't Canadians just like like, big liberal softies, though?
0: No, not really. Like, a lot of of left-of-center people... Like, socially, yes. On, like, all social issues, I would say yes. Most Canadians are very, very left-of-center. But when it comes to actual economics, most people are very much centrist, to even leaning fiscally conservative.
1: Well... I mean, I just think in general people just don't want to be taxed, so that's not surprising to me, I guess. Yeah,
0: that's the whole thing. People want to keep their money.
1: Yeah, can't blame them for that, right? Can't can't blame people for wanting to keep the money they earn.
0: Yeah, exactly. Like, it, it, I just find it funny. Like, and that's that's always the argument, the blowback that I think that people get. Like, when you're like, "Well, tax the billionaires," and I mean, they should pay like real taxes. You're absolutely right on that, but it's it's no different. They're earning the money, like. Why do they have to give up ninety eight percent of their money? It, they should probably give up more than zero percent, but you know it can't go the complete other way either. Mm,
1: it can. We should eat them.
0: Are you, oh, you're one of those people now.
1: You, uh, you, I mean, be- I've always
0: been one of those people. You, you've become the the people that Rousseau told you to watch out about.
1: I mean, I just, I just, I think that I think the first of all the concept of like. People having 500 billion dollars is ridiculous like what do you like what do you even do with all that money and then also the fact that uh like that i'm paying more in taxes than amazon pays is also absurd
0: just sounds like you're jealous
1: i mean it would be nice to have 500 billion dollars yeah i I I bet you you if you you had five gd
0: right right. if you had 500 billion dollars i bet you you wouldn't want to pay taxes either you'd figure out a way to use your money so you wouldn't have to pay taxes
1: that is true because humans can't be trusted. Yeah. can't be trusted because
0: because of what i said pat,
1: humans are 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 basically bad and will not care about their fellow man if given the choice.
0: And i still lean the other way. i think that humans are inherently good and that bad actors exist, selfishness exists and it exists within everybody, but by and large people are good. I don't, you, yeah, I don't buy it. You only, Including
1: myself, by the way. I, you, don't, I don't want people to think that I think I'm good because I don't think you that.
0: You are only swayed because the people that you hear about generally are just bad people. You don't hear about good stuff.
1: Mm, I know a lot of people, though, right? Do you? Do you
0: know a lot of people? You don't I ever know... seem to leave your house. You play like online poker and your entire, your entire world exists on the internet. How, well do you really, how many people do you actually know?
1: I know a lot of people. I have moved a lot. I have been in a lot of different cities. I've, you know, been in a lot of different American cities and stuff. I I know. If, I mean, maybe maybe I don't know enough foreign folks, and that's um, that's something. Not even that that, like, I, how
0: many people in St. Louis do you know?
1: I don't know a couple hundred, maybe.
0: You know, a couple hundred people in St. Louis.
1: Of like of like my social circle of people that exist that I know, I'd say like a couple hundred. Of you, not not St. Louis, but just like the whole. Like, where I where I grew up, where I, college, where I lived for a long time, St. Louis.
0: But you never leave your house.
1: I do when it's not quarantine. Do you? Yeah. Like, where do you go? I go to dinner, go to, go to golf, stuff like that.
0: With your my and- My
1: best friends, my best friends live in Kansas City, though. And I, I went there, like, once a month before this.
0: Yeah, but you're not going to see. You're probably going to see this like same four people over and over.
1: Mm, yeah, but you know they have girlfriends, they have friends. It's a whole, it's a whole ordeal.
0: Ah, uh, seems fishy to me.
1: Seems fishy. Pat thinks it's fishy. I maybe, it's fishy. maybe, maybe I don't know as many people as I think.
0: Yeah, wait till you wait. Give it ten years, then you're gonna know
1: nobody. Oh, in ten, in ten years, I'm not gonna know anyone, and I'm gonna like it.
0: Hey, you can get there right now if you really wanted to. Just i don't want to get there yet
1: everyone. i don't want to get there yet but eventually
0: that's really all i got
1: yeah good good CoronaCast. i hope we i hope we get to do one more before you have another child maybe I hope... you probably would rather have the child
0: i mean the longer i can wait i think the better i'm still trying to bank content for when i'm off so i have new shows every day
1: yeah pat male he's a hard-working man that's tough to do right now because there's no sports Yeah, you know, you just got to do, got to do more Tiger King content, I guess. I
0: have six movie shows coming out. I'm doing, I've created the most hilarious movies bracket. So I have two more shows to film in that series, and then that will be done. So that's six shows. Do you have a
1: Rounders podcast?
0: No, I don't.
1: If you want to do one, let me know.
0: I don't really want to do one.
1: Because you don't, you don't well, you don't, you don't like playing poker that much, I guess.
0: I mean, I I like Rounders fine. It's it's a fine movie. I wouldn't say it's you know, great by any means. It's, it's definitely. A, it's something that if it was on TV, I I might tune in for twenty minutes and then be like, oh, I like this part, and then I'll turn it off. I I love that movie, but
1: I mean, I get that probably if I saw it for the first time now, I'd be like, whatever, it's fine.
0: You know what scene in a movie I've really been thinking about a lot? What scene? That scene in Fight Club when the guy that owns the building comes down into the Fight Club mm-hmm. and he fights Brad Pitt. But then Brad Pitt just like coughs all over his face, like, you don't know where I've been. And I was just like, okay, if people started doing that out in the streets, like it would be, be mayhem.
1: It, that would, I mean, that's going to be a crime, right? You're going to jail for that for sure. Yeah. Or maybe.
0: Who knows? You can carry guns everywhere to like state houses and you'd be fine doing that.
1: Yeah, ugh. don't don't get me started, man. Yeah,
0: no, I actually don't want to get you started.
1: <clears throat> yeah, I, and I don't really want to talk about it either because I probably would not uh, have anything eloquent to say about it anyway.
0: it's anyway, just for whatever reason, that scene keeps sticking out in my head.
1: I mean, there's just uh, Western Western society gonna have to gonna be doing things differently these days
0: but one of the reasons that I wanted to do the most hilarious movie bracket is because I feel like we should be watching comedies right now. Like you don't, don't watch stuff. That's going to like bum you out.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I don't, I, I am. I watched the Kurt Cobain montage of heck documentary. Now that, I bet you that was it, real uplifting. That was a mistake. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Watch I watched best in show the other night. Well, go watch best in show. Great movie. <laughs>
1: I probably am not going to watch Best in Show.
0: Why? Have you watched Best in Show?
1: I don't even know what it is. How? They... Who's in it?
0: Uh, let's see. Eugene Levy, Fred Willard, Christopher Guest. Oh, you know what? Fred,
1: Fred, Fred Willard is hilarious. All right,
0: I'm in. I just watch the entire Christopher. See, that's the thing. That one of the reasons to do this most hilarious movie bracket and come on and fight about it with people is that there's just a lot of hilarious movies people have never watched or heard of. Right. And all of the Christopher Guest movies kind of fall underneath that umbrella. All right. I will, uh, I mean, maybe. I I need to,
1: uh, I need to. I mean, it's about dogs. You love dogs. I do love dogs. But the, I'm going to, this week I want to watch the last season of Clone Wars. That's my, that's on my to watch list this week.
0: And you say you're, you're, you're what? You're not nine years old? You like the Clone Wars. I watched like when the first Clone Wars, the first Clone Wars cartoon came out was what, like five, ten years ago.
1: It was like ten years ago. Yeah, that sounds about right.
0: Yeah, I watched like maybe longer. I watched like the first part. I watched like the first season and then I was like, yeah, yeah, but
1: we got we got new episodes out and
0: uh, I love I like Star Wars a lot. I don't even feel like you like Star Wars very much. I do. Why do you feel that way that did, I don't? You just, I, we did a star Wars thing. and know, we just seemed like you were a hater.
1: No, I'm not a hater. I am. I am a reverse. I'm one of these people that, that I'm, I'm in on like the new ones, like the ones that people say are not good. I like them.
0: Well, I'm just saying you should watch best in show instead. It's like 87 minutes and you'll laugh the entire time.
1: Okay. I will, uh, I'll put that on the list. It's all, I literally am putting it on a notes app on my phone. It's on the list.
0: Have you been using your notes app more often? Because I have.
1: Uh, if, we, if we go from 0% of the time to like once or twice a week, yes.
0: Yeah. Like, well, I just make all the notes for this show in my notes, and I just open my phone when we're talking. So we only didn't get to two things, and I didn't even really want to talk about it because like, I don't want to talk about the media bias for Joe Biden and whatever the hell he's up to. I just don't want to talk about that. Yeah. I think that this is yeah, com- this cares. is coming out at a good time for him this cuz I I don't even really know what's going on like he's being charged with sexual assault or harassment but it might not be true like I don't know I think that people just don't want more horrible stories like coronavirus is enough for people.
1: <laughs> uh yeah, I mean it's a it's a horrible story and um you know it's just it's just terrible and uh the Democratic Party asking me to vote for Joe Biden is um like the worst thing they're gonna do to me like it's just terrible right it's just horrible i, I do have, I don't have anything Is
0: your guy joe biden
1: not not my guy no i will not i will not be um you know tweeting joe biden defense uh i don't i don't know if i can vote for him i don't know I, it's a whole moral quandary i gotta figure out oh you're gonna vote for trump cool not gonna not gonna vote for trump i think that i will i don't know i just gotta think about it I don't, well, i don't know
0: i mean if you don't vote it's a vote for Trump, Davis. That's what they say.
1: I, I, am, go- I, I am going to vote. There, will, there is no scenario in which I won't vote. Um, oh, you,
0: you always rag on libertarians. Vote for the libertarian party guy.
1: Oh, literally. I mean, no, I would rather. I would I would vote for Trump
0: before I'd vote for a libertarian. Not Gary Johnson seemed like he was. Is he still the guy? No idea. Don't care. No. And uh, I've been watching. I mean, of course, I'm always watching the challenge. But at the end of the last episode, people accused one of the guys of bullying another competitor. I mean I don't want to sound like I'm pro bullying but this is a physical competition show like get over yourself like 16 year old person. Uh yeah I mean I've never watched the challenge. A guy like it was remember Powerball on American Gladiators?
1: I they, do not remember Powerball on yeah, American they would, Gladiators. They,
0: they would have a bucket in like the middle of the arena and the gladiators would all be around the bucket and you would have to take a ball, try to get past the gladiator and put it into the bucket. It was that game. Uh, okay. So that was the game that they were basically playing on the challenge this week. And this one guy was a lot bigger than the other guy, but this is the game that they drew. So the smaller guy starts out with the ball and he like, he runs in, but he does the classic. I've never played football or contact sports move before of like basically stopping. He didn't juke. He didn't keep moving. He just, like, got stopped flat-footed. And the other guy was just a tank, and he was running at him and absolutely pulverized him. And after he, like, rugby-tackled him to the ground, yes, he, just, he put, the, put his hand on the top of his helmet and smashed his face into the dirt, into, like, into the sand, just being like, I've owned you on this. And people were like, that is bullying. I can't believe he did that.
1: Well, that's not bullying. That's funny.
0: It's a fucking TV show, for one thing.
1: Also, also valid point.
0: And two, like, you're supposed to, you know, Rip the heart out of your competitor, make him not want to go anymore.
1: That is, that's also that's a very valid part of uh, professional
0: sports. No, the, no,
1: no argument there.
0: And, and the challenge is, yeah, it'd be like if uh, like when people are watching this. Although Michael Jordan is kind of a bully, but that seems to be like a positive attribute for him. That if people were like criticizing Michael Jordan's, like, well, he was very mean to the competition after he beat them. It's like, yeah, no he, shit, he was he it was, was mean definitely to everybody. mean just a dickhead to everybody on earth.
1: <laughs> yeah, he was.
0: Oh, the Cowboys signed Andy Dalton.
1: Their backup quarterback last year was, uh, was Cooper Rush, so we are, we are accepting this upgrade.
0: Cust was all pumped up because it looked like uh, Dalton was going to the Jets. I said to be the starter, but he said to be a backup, although he's better than awful Sam Darnold. But now we can go back up Dak. I can't believe he went to the Cowboys.
1: I they are just crushing this off season.
0: Yeah. They're going to be a very trendy pick to win the super bowl and they'll like miss the playoffs.
1: No, they will lose in the wild card round.
0: Cause that's their thing.
1: I mean, it's just, I don't, I'm going to, I'm going to have to see it before I believe it with Mike McCarthy being a, a guy who, you know, listens to his analytics staffers and stuff.
0: Well, he took that year off to learn analytics.
1: Here's the thing: You're just there are too many good. There are too many teams with talented players who also do like who also have analytics departments and construct their rosters in the correct ways. That I just Uh, I don't.
0: I don't know if there's as many as you want to believe that there are. Like think about just like in game tactics. Harbaugh going for fourth downs last year with the Ravens. It was like blowing people's minds, and it's one of the simplest concepts you can come up with. So that is. Like,
1: I think the fact that they did that, they were so successful with it. I mean, that's just, people are just, like, teams are just going to start doing that now.
0: Yeah, do you have the commitment to do it and then fail doing it once or twice and then continue to do it? Because I feel like most NFL teams, the answer to that is no.
1: Yeah, I mean, that is a a good point. You know, I, I don't know. My guess is that, well, the problem is, is that the Ravens, the 49ers the Kansas City Chiefs you know these teams have good rosters and they also are using the math and it's you know it's going to be hard to beat these really good rosters that are also using the math if you are an okay roster that is not using the
0: math ah but in any one game like it's not going to provide that it'll provide an edge and should give you a better chance of winning but we see far too often just football is football like the most antiquated team can beat the most advanced team even if they have the shittiest roster in the league and the smart team has the best roster in the league we see it every week yeah that is you
1: know that is uh that is true
0: but that's that's, that's the reason that a lot of the antiquated either roster constructions or game plans still stick around because football's fucked and you can be successful in a bunch of different ways
1: I don't know. I, I, I am having a tough time seeing one of these uh, non math based teams doing well this season. Like, but I could be
0: wrong. Like Seattle could have won the Super Bowl last year. They could have. No. Yeah, they could. No.
1: Have. Seattle was not beating Kansas City. I
0: mean, San Francisco was beating Kansas City until they weren't. Every team was beating Kansas City until they weren't.
1: Yeah, because I mean that's the math, right? Is that if you just keep throwing, if you just keep throwing passes, eventually you're going to score points.
0: Seattle, let's say, like you, would you agree or disagree that Seattle at least had a very good chance of getting to the Super Bowl in the NFC?
1: It was possible because they have, yeah, they have such an otherworldly talented quarterback, but it's hard for them to win games because they don't use the math. But they won what?
0: Eleven games last year?
1: I think I think ten, maybe eleven, though.
0: I thought I thought was, I thought they went eleven out of five. I could be because they. But were just in-
1: having Russell Wilson on the roster is worth like eight wins.
0: Sure. So it doesn't matter how they play; they just have a really good player. So you can do whatever yeah, you want it's... as long as you have the one good player. You you could win the game.
1: <laughs> but they give up those micro edges, and that's why they haven't been in a Super Bowl in a while. Because they give they are constantly giving up edges in the draft and in
0: play calling. Maybe, or maybe it's just really fucking hard to get to the Super Bowl.
1: Another valid point.
0: And like, what do the micro edges really do to your win probability? That if you know, increase it by two percent, I agree, that's a massive edge, and you should do anything it, you it can. It seems like
1: for the Ravens, it increased it by a lot, but maybe I, I don't know. I don't know.
0: Maybe it's not like the Ravens were dog shit the year before they made the playoffs.
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean the Ravens. So that's what I'm saying though: is the Ravens have a really good roster, and they call all the right like they they are doing the math the right way. So I just think when when you put them and Kansas City in the same conference, like. I just I think it's very hard to imagine like you know like the Jets are just never gonna make the Super Bowl, right? <laughs> but like, just... I,
0: I could see if Ben is healthy, I could see the Steelers making the Super Bowl in the AFC this year.
1: Yeah, I mean Tomlin is a really aggressive fourth down play caller though.
0: S- sometimes it's like when he randomly goes for two and then doesn't <laughs> yeah.
1: No, he's the best. He just is like a cocaine coach. It just doesn't matter
0: mean, maybe that's a way to beat analytics. Just, you know, keep, keep your, keep your opposition on the, on their toes. Like, I don't know what this guy's going to do.
1: I mean, that is a, that's a, that's a, a poker strategy is just trying to remain non-exploitable.
0: And they would go in with the lesser talent, the lesser team, probably the lesser game plan, but that doesn't mean they can't win. They're a good team. Like if True. they, if, yeah. if they win the division this year and the Ravens don't, like, I'm not going to be super fucking stunned. Correct. Yeah. Anyway, enough of that. Good, good, good thing we caught the Andy Dalton stuff. It's nice. Good thing. Yeah. All right. That's enough of me. Enjoy your night. All right, man.
1: Thanks for chatting. Thanks yeah. for, uh, thanks for doing the show. Uh, hope to, hope to talk to you again a few more times over the next, uh, next couple of weeks or, you know, or, or good luck with the, with the kid.
0: Well, thank you very much. You can just, you can, I'll be on my phone so you can like DM me and say, Congratulations Pat. I hope your name to be determined later baby is good. And I'll be like, yeah. "You hoping
1: for a you open for a boy or a girl or do
0: you know?" It's a boy. Dope.
1: To What's his name
0: going to be? Uh we're not locked in yet, so I'll, I'll I don't know. How, right,
1: we'll we'll save that for future episodes. I,
0: I don't know how pretentious I want to get with the name, but it could be very pretentious. Like uh. my my first son his name is Wolf, so It'd be weird. Up, just...
1: Upper, upper, uh, upper middle class, Toronto, condo white middle
0: uh, name. Yeah. Well, it's actually his middle name. He's actually named after my grandfather. His name is Murdoch Wolf. But to differentiate the two, we just call him Wolf. I like that. I yeah. like Wolf. But if it's like Wolf and Gary, it's going to be kind of weird, right? Yeah. You got to you're gonna have to you give the other kid a wild name too. Yeah. So that, that's a, that's the hole that we've dug ourselves in. Tough scene. Yeah. It'd be very funny scenes. for his
1: brother to be Wolf and for his, the other one to be named Dave
0: yeah steve
1: (laughs) i think maybe you should just do it for the comedy and 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 to see how the names impact their lives like a social experiment
0: i actually think that having a like strong name is like you talk about some teams in football gaining micro edges i think having a strong name is a micro i I could
1: not agree with you more could not agree with you more
0: like i i actually floated the idea to my wife be like what if we just name him first name doctor see what happens
1: I like it as like, well.
0: His entire life, he'll just be Dr. Mayo. And then people will just assume he's a doctor. Pretty cool. You know, he wouldn't have to do anything. He'd be the dumbest person, dumbest kid alive. Dr. Mayo, maybe baby, but genius. successful.
1: Yeah, dumb and
0: successful. There we go. All right. Be well. All right, man. Stay safe. All right. Talk to you soon. Okay. Bye. Have
1: experience. Experience.